0: I am uh, so thankful of Pastor Joel and Jamie, uh, just the, uh, the, the leadership that they have. Um, they had a leadership session here several months ago now, but when he talked on leadership, I was like, wow, this is, this is good. And we have good leaders here in this house, and we're so blessed. The other day, we are at the gym, um, a holiday Monday. My wife and I went to the gym together, the first time we went together. But then Pastor Joel comes. And we're like, hey, he's like, hey, you want to do work out our chest? do the bench press, which is like the ultimate test press. of manhood, right? <laughs> and uh, so I would only been going to the gym for like a few weeks, and he's like, Mr. Jim, and uh, and so you know, he's like, hey, he's like, how much do you bench press? And I hadn't bench pressed since I was like 16 years old, and uh, <laughs> so. So he asked me how much. I'm like, ah, just do what you do, and cut it in half. And that was about right. It was about right. And it just made me think later for the, the weight that he carries um, with us, you know, that he, he does such a great job. And uh, and Pastor Jamie, too, what they do. They've just embraced the role of leading this church and have a heart for Canada and a heart for this city. So thank you for, for just taking it and running with it. And of course he asked me to do this, and then right after preached on getting out of your comfort zone, so so here I am. All right, all right. Well, we've been talking about cravings, and uh, let me just find my spot here in my notes. cravings of course I wanted to talk first a little bit about the vision of the church which is impacting generations for Jesus right but we do that through our mission and the mission of our church is that the lost get saved the saved get established and the established get the established get going every part of that wherever you are in those three things Somebody fits in one of those three things. It's all moving forward. God is always moving us forward. Actually, the definition of life is growth, right? Is moving. How do you identify that something is alive, that it's growing? Well, God is alive in you, so let's keep going. Let's keep going. And don't you love that word established? Like, it's just solid. It's one of my favorite words when I think of a life with, with God, but a life with family, a life with my kids, established, it's such a good word, it it means to be settled, fixed, ingrained, rooted, secure, set, stable, permanent, and unshakable, that's where we want to be with God in us, uh, his word in us, that we are unshakable, that we are established, and we don't do that by our own strength, right, we do it by his grace and his him in us. Yes. So that's that's our goal. Let's uh let's turn to Proverbs 423. We've been starting there on our services lately, and I've just been led to do that again. <laughs> Proverbs four twenty-three. Don't worry, I'm a bit of a slow talker, so if you brought your Bibles or you want to look up on your phone, you're gonna have time to get there before I do. <laughs> My my wife she can finish my sentences for me. But not because she knows what I'm thinking. I just sat takes so long to get there. So she's like, "Yes, I get what you're saying." Okay. Yeah. So I apologize if I do that this morning. Yeah. Proverbs 23: Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And we've been really emphasizing, Pastor Joel has been emphasizing this to us. And I was noticing how the few verses before and the verses after have to do with, with words. So let's just uh, skip up to verse 20. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep within your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Then the next verse, guard your heart above all else. But what we are to be guarding first is what what we put in there. What we put in there. If you think of a safe that you lock valuables in, the safe itself isn't what's valuable. It's what's in the safe that's valuable. So we let God penetrate our hearts with his word. We have to submit to him to do that. Then we're guarding our heart. What you're guarding is the word that God has put in your heart, yeah. and and we have to we have to be vigilant about what we put in our heart and how we guard our heart. And that is, of course, the word, the word of God. Let me let me just pray, and we'll get into the 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 message. That's just the introduction. I'm just I'm getting warmed up here. All right all right thank you lord thank you thank you father thank you father that you love us so much that you sent your son you sent your son to free us to bring life to us and not only that but when he went back to heaven to be with you you sent the holy spirit to be with us in us now with us guiding us and leading us in all our ways you are always there always willing always speaking always leading Lord, help us to live in the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit that you have given us now. you It's a down payment that we have. We know what eternity is going to be like. We have a glimpse of eternity because the Holy Spirit and the love of God have been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So we are called to have relationship with Our Heavenly Father. The trick is, He is Spirit, and we are not. Well, we aren't to begin with. Hopefully you are now, and we'll get there. But we have to connect to God by the Spirit. In, in, uh, In John 4... Do you guys have that up there, guys? I can flip to it. In John 4, 23... Jesus said, but the time is coming indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Those always go together. The Holy Spirit's job is to reveal truth to us. So to be, to be worshiping God, we're worshiping him in truth we can't be worshipping him with believing lies in our in our minds about who he is that's not that's not worship but to be connected to him in, in spirit and truth the father is looking for those who will worship him that way for God is spirit so those who worship him must worship him in truth and spirit must worship him in truth and spirit that reminds me of another verse in, in John 3. John 3, verse 3, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to To spiritual life and Jesus is saying that we must be born again so don't be surprised when I say you must be born again we have to be born again so we're not born of a physical birth but a spiritual birth so I apologize if this seems really basic but Pastor Joel said the professionals master the basics so let's master this let's remember who we are right so we are born of the Spirit. John, John 3, verse 6, it said, we are born of the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. In John 6, verse 63, Jesus said, the Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. Aren't you thankful for that? Yeah. And the words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The words that he's spoken are spirit and life. Let, I like these verses in the in the amplified version. It said, it is the spirit who gives life. He is the life giver. The flesh conveys no benefit whatsoever. There is no profit in it. The words, the truths that I have been speaking to you are spirit and life. Wow. And in uh, John 3, 6, that one in the amplified it said, what is born from flesh is flesh, and of, of the physical is physical, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. So, uh, for us to be born of the spirit, we have to have something that causes us to be born in the spirit. Right? right? Is everyone here taken health class? Yes. Physical, Physical can only produce physical, and a human is saying... You know, you, can't, you have to be born again. He's saying flesh can only reproduce flesh. Right. You cannot have spiritual life through a flesh life. Right. It's impossible. They're completely separated, and actually they, they are opposed to each other. Yeah. So the flesh and the physical can't produce spiritual life. Right. You cannot produce spiritual life. That might seem condemning, but to me, that's like, oh, good, okay, okay. (laughs) So so the seed of a man and a woman creating a baby is flesh, and only flesh. But, But life functions by the law of the seed. Everything that you see that is life has come from a seed. So spiritual life has to come from a seed. And the seed, we know is the word right we have to receive the let's let's go to John first John 1 1 said in the beginning the word already existed the word was with God and the word was God he existed in the beginning with God and God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him the word gave life to everything that was created and the life brought light to everyone let's skip down to verse 12 and 13 it said but to all who believed him and accepted him he's talking about jesus all who believed jesus and accepted jesus he gave the right to become children of god they are reborn not with physical birth resulting from human passion or plan but a birth that comes from god i love how we are not identified as uh, we're the forgiven. We are, we are um, sinners, but now we're forgiven. That's part. That's part of it. But God looks to us and doesn't see. Oh, there's that forgiven person. He looks at you and says, Ah, there's my child, right. Right. because you are born of Him. Yeah. Yeah. You are reborn, and we have to. We have to reprogram our minds. That's what. That's what it is to renew your mind. Is like I'm not this. I'm not stuck in this physical anymore because without God I would have would have no life we're not we're not there anymore we have spiritual life and we renew our minds to now I am reborn I am reborn how many times have you been thinking about that to remind yourself that I am a new person I am not a new person it's it's great for someone who um, who's had a dramatic experience with God who has one way and receive Christ and boom, the next. Because you can look so clearly as to the black and white of the old person, the new person. Yeah, I'm the new person, right? But some of us who have grown up in the church, it's easy to forget. Oh, yeah, I am. I am spiritual. I am yeah. spiritual, right? Really Let's, um, I skipped a verse and I want to go back to it, guys. Sorry, if you can go to 1 Corinthians 2.10. And this is uh, <clears throat> this verse just kind of stirred this whole message in my heart, so I just want to mention that First Corinthians two ten. Actually, we we'll go back up to verse eight. It said, "The rulers of the world have not understood. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord." That's why the scriptures mean, "No eye has seen, no ear has heard." And no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. He's talking about all of the Pharisees and the Old Testament people had no idea, outside of some of the prophets that were prophesying, that the plan of God was to deliver us from sin and from ourselves and reunite him, reunite us to him. They had no idea that the plan was through a baby, a sinless man going to the cross and dying and being risen again, they were expecting something in the physical. Right. They were expecting a physical domination because that's they're under the dominant rule of, of Caesar and the Romans, and so they so they had the mindset of, oh, this is our physical oppression right now, so uh, the Messiah must be coming to deliver us from this physical impression, uh, depression, oppression, thank you. Thanks, Michelle, you're great. <laughs> so so they were thinking physical but god is thinking spiritual when we sing the song where would i be without you it's not like oh i would be at that other bad job without you no 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 it's like i i would not have life without you i would not have life without you we we have to be born again to have life and that is who we are now we are reborn we are children of God through him so verse 10 it says but it was God to us but sorry but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit he reveals himself the truth of who he is by his spirit this Jesus said it's better that I go back up to heaven when he was talking to his disciples he said don't worry I'm going to go but it's better that I do because then you're going to have the Holy Spirit. It's, he's going to be with you in you through you all the time. So it's better that um, that these sorry that these things that were revealed by the Spirit for the spirit searches out everything that shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit and we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Oh, I love that. The cause when I was first reading this, I was so excited to see the wonderful things God has freely given us. Because I was like, oh, that's grace. I was expecting in my own religious my own like, oh, I gotta please God mindset. Was, um, so we can know the wonderful things God has required us to do. Yeah, right. Or know the wonderful things that God wants you know, you to change and you have to do this and no, to so that. We can know through his spirit, the wonderful things that he has freely given us. It's free. He has freely given us, but we can't know those wonderful things that he has freely given us. If we are living outside of the spirit, yeah. we, if we're living in the old, from a position of the old man, you're not going to discover the things that he has freely given you. You have to, you have experienced him from a new man position yes. so the seed is the word and life is in the seed life is in the seed so everything that a, that is required of life comes from the seed it's like the, it's the miracle right the miracle of you have planted a tiny seed and everything that was designed for that plant is Pre-programmed into that seed. So if you want a flower, you have to have the flower seed. You know what you're going to get. It's not like someone who puts a farmer who put, plants canola is like, whoa! I wasn't expecting to see uh, wheat this this year. I planted <laughs> canola. You know, if you plant canola, you know you're going to get canola, right? right? Yeah. So it's the law of the seed, and it's the law of life is through through the seed. Right. So, cool. That's good. so the seed is the word, and there's life in the seed. That's how we. So let's go to John, John twelve twenty three. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I even put these sticky tabs in here. Yeah, I just want to give you. I want to give you time to look there. It's good to look on the screen, but if you um, read it yourself, you know, get your own eyes and your own ears listening. Read it. Where am I? Oh, yeah. John 12. Thank you. You guys finished my point already? You already there? You know what I'm saying next, don't you? Okay. Jesus replied, now the time has come for the son of man to enter his glory. The son of man to enter his glory. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. He's talking about himself. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. He, he knew that if he didn't go to the cross and die, the mission for him to reunite us into relationship with our Heavenly Father was not going to happen. Jesus wanted children, so what did he do? He gave his son, and the the reap of that was his children, right? That we are the children of God. If Jesus didn't go to the cross and die, there would have been no life for you or I, because he was the only way, only truth, and the only life was in Christ, and in Christ. So it was important that Jesus went to the ground. So he's talking about himself, that I unless the seed dies in his, in the ground there will be there will be no harvest so he, he gave his life so that we would have a harvest of life but it's a spiritual life right. yeah. it's a spiritual life we are now spiritual because you have been reborn of a spiritual seed right. yeah. so your new identity your new you is in Christ yeah. because you believe the message. Yeah. Now, this is only for those who believe the message. Um, I, I remember uh, when we had park nights a couple of summers ago, there was a guy that, that came and he wasn't from the church and we started talking about stuff and he was like, oh, I just don't believe that, that it can be that easy, that all you have to do is believe and I think that, that you have to do st- to be a good person and to earn it and to da-da-da. And I was like, man, this guy's just not getting it. And I said, okay, well, if you want to feel like you really, really need to deserve forgiveness or for being right with God, I said, work really, really, really hard. Work really hard at, at believing that you only need Jesus. <laughs> work really hard at believing that Jesus is all you need. Right? So this is why that we must have faith in Christ because he is the seed that brought life. Jesus is the only way. He's the only way. And of course, as believers, we get there. We're like, oh, thank you, I'm forgiven. And then life goes on, and we start carrying burdens that we shouldn't be carrying, and we start doing things that we shouldn't be doing, and we start putting weight on ourselves that we shouldn't. And we forget that the only way to spiritual life is through faith in the Word. There's no doing. There is just staying, remaining, and let allow the seed to produce. like in John 15 Jesus said, "Hey, you have to remain in me. if you remain in the vine and you will have life." as yeah. soon as you detach from the vine, you will lose you will lose your life. Yeah. So that's the, that's the remaining. that's staying in a place of a position of being in Christ. Um, let's go to Mark four. Matthew, Mark. It's just the second one. <laughs> Mark 4. So this is the parable about the seed. The farmer and the seed. So Jesus tells of the farmer throwing the seed on the four different soils. Let's skip to verse 13 when he's giving the meaning of it. Of course, the disciples are always asking, what do, you, what do you mean by that? And Jesus said, if you don't understand the meaning of this parable, this is verse 13, how will you understand all the other parables. The farmer plants the seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come once and take it away, at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots... They're not established. They don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents the others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on the good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. Let's go down to verse 24. Remember, we're talking about about receiving the seed by faith. And remember the Proverbs that we started with, that we have to protect, we have to protect that. This is right in line with what Jesus is saying. You receive the word, let it penetrate deep in your heart, and guard your heart. Guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life from a position of being spiritual, right? Spirit can only connect with spirit. So for us to live a life with God, we have to be here. We have to be here, and it's it doesn't take work, it takes faith it's just it's just faith and it's that's I can do that right I don't want to do all the other stuff I don't want it I don't want religion I don't want rules I don't want anything just 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 let's keep it simple right just just have faith in Jesus and what he said so verse 24 pay close attention to what you hear the closer you listen the more understanding will be given and you will receive even more To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But to those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. This is not Jesus taking away the understanding from you, if you're not listening. It is... It is the crowded out by the worries of life, the lure of wealth, the desire for other things, so no no fruit is pr- produced. Or it's taken away from Satan, who immediately steals the word, because of because of a hardened heart, like the seed fell on the path, it was hard, it didn't have a chance to germinate. Yeah. It represents a, a hardened heart, that's like hardened towards God. You're not going to receive the word. We need to humble ourselves, and receive what Jesus who jesus is what he said this this little passage here that jesus said pay, pay close attention to what you hear the closer you listen the more understanding you will be given it reminds it reminds me of the parable of of the the talents when when the the man came and said i'm gonna go away but when i come back i want to see what happened it, it's the same thing they were given more they were faithful with it and they were given more. It's a spiritual principle, a spiritual law. And you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. Yep. But to those who are not listening, even what little understanding you have will be taken away. Right. This is a key to our spiritual growth and our spiritual life is listening. And that was a great video, hey, about like cutting, cutting out the distractions. It, it doesn't have to be like living over here in the flesh doesn't have to be like deep issues of sin, right. Right. you know? It can be you're not being renewed to who you are, being like living from a position of Christ, or you're not listening. And I'm, I'm guilty, I'm guilty of that just as much as anyone else, like working and being on my phone and thinking that something is really important, but when I step it in, in perspe- step into perspective, I need to be over here and, and be listening, right? So I mentioned that, uh, how that is in line with Proverbs 24, and we need to guard our hearts. But let's skip over to, um, to where we live now, is life in the Spirit. We live from a position of life in the Spirit. We didn't get there. By doing stuff, did we? Is that verse up there? It's good. They didn't beat me to it. Galatians 3, verse 3. I love this verse. Or right, let's start in verse 2. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Did you receive the Holy Spirit by being a good person and doing the right things? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be after starting your Christian lives in the spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? So Paul is saying, you, you received life in the spirit by faith. So don't, don't go over here. Don't go back to that place. He's saying, stay, stay here with spiritual life, living by faith that we receive the Holy Spirit by faith in the Word, by faith in the seed. Let's read 1 Corinthians 2.10 again. It said, But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit, for His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except for that person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. We have to be living in the spirit to receive and to understand the things that he has, that he has freely given us. And Galatians well. I just think, okay, Lord, but what's some things that you've freely given us? First thing that comes to mind, of course, is righteousness. He's freely given us righteousness. The, what does it mean to live a righteous life? He, he didn't just put us there and said, okay, now you go and be righteous. No, he, he gave us the spirit to empower us and to give us strength to live a spiritual life. He didn't just leave us there. That's what I think it meant. When He, he didn't leave us as orphans. He didn't save us and leave us as orphans either. He gave us His Spirit so we can be connected to, to the Father. Yeah. And it's the Spirit that's in us that cries out, Abba, Father. Yeah. It's living a life from the position of being in the Spirit. Your new you is in Christ. Yeah. So renew your mind to that position that you are in Christ. Yeah. Remember that you received the seed that brought new birth, Mm -hmm. spiritual new birth, and it had to come through the seed, and Jesus was the only way. Galatians 5, verse 16. We're talking about life in the Spirit. So we have God is Spirit. We're born of the Spirit. The seed is the word that we're born in the Spirit. Life is in the seed. And so now we have life in the Spirit. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. The Spirit gives us desires that are opposed to what the sinful nature desires. So these two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But... When you are directed by the Spirit, you will not under obligation or sorry you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you are under the Spirit, you have grace to do what God has called you to do, grace to live the life that he's called you to live in the spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is life right? Yeah. right? Let's go down to verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces. Who produces? Do you produce these things? Don't say to yourself, oh, I just need more peace or I just need to be a more joyful person. No. No. You need to to live from this position that Christ has made you a new person and as you renew your mind to that, you you will find out, you will discover the things that he has freely given you. Right? It's not... It's free for you to do. You don't have to work for it. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's kind of... I don't know if there's any other words so they describe it as self-control, but it would be good to take the self out of there, because we think, we read that, and like, oh, that self belongs to me. I have to do it. But it's a fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So when we are living over here in the flesh, and we need to get back over here, it is not you that's going to get you there. It's actually just a little bit of step of faith. Stay there, and the self-control will come, because it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of life. It's not a fruit of your own effort. So so the key to that though is we have to we have to let the spirit. I think of what Jesus said. For, he said, Come to me all who are weary and heavy burden, for I will give you rest. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, a yoke was what they put on oxen to like haul a, a heavy load, right? And so the fact that he's saying yoke and burden, but it's easy and light is like totally contradictory, right? He's painting a spiritual picture. He's just saying, what is required of you in me is actually easy. You just stay, you just, you just stay there. He's not, he's not requiring you to do the law. He's just saying, have faith in me. Stay in me. Remain in me. Abide in my words. Let my words penetrate deep in your heart. Stay there. Renew your mind to who you now are, who he's now created you to be and it's easy it is not a burden it's joyful it's awesome it's it's life right so so we got to stay there we got to work to stay there because remember as long as we're here on earth there's opposing forces there's satan who's constantly trying to steal the the word from your heart and there's distractions in life and there's things that happen that if we get set off or if our focus is misdirected, we we can we can stop listening and that's where that's a dangerous place for us to be. So let's stay in the spirit. Ephesians let's go to Ephesians 4, 20, 21. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Our renewal starts with in our thoughts. That's why we need to be renewing our mind. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature to be created like God, truly righteous and holy. How were we created to be like God? We received the seed of Christ. And when we remain there, the fruit of that is him. We were created to be like God. That's why God sent his son and like a seed planted and died for us he produced life when we have when we have faith in him. Do you see how the work and the effort of the Christian life is totally removed from this? And it's like, oh, I can I can do that. I can believe if that's all that's required of me is to believe and stay here. To, what I'm fighting for is to stay in this position of spiritual life that I am now I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. So renew let the spirit renew let the spirit renew let the spirit renew we have to let the spirit renew um it's it's gonna take it might take some time it takes some it takes some quiet stillness you know when we when we put pressure on ourselves to read and to pray it when we do it out of our own effort it creates guilt but when we come to him like okay i need the bread of life today I need to receive God's word today so I can live from this place, then, then you're doing it just as eager as you are to eat a meal, right? And I'm, I, need to get, I need to get here. I need to realize that my, my new life is here. When we, come, my, when we realize our new life is here, then, then we understand scripture is our food because the only way to grow is to read it to hear it with our spiritual ears and our spirit, see it with our spiritual eyes, and believe it. Yeah, hear it and believe it, and that's how that's how we grow. That's the only way you're going to grow. The only way our physical bodies grow is we eat. We nourish our bodies with food. The only way we grow spiritually from this new life is to receive God's word and to grow. And that's what it is to, to have life. What Jesus is saying. Hey, if you're gonna, if you're gonna. Listen, more more understanding will be given, and then more life will be given. Yeah. And what you're understanding is what has been freely given to you. Right. Yeah. You're not doing it to earn understanding. you're just doing it to line up with who Jesus is to know, yeah. oh, this is what's freely been given to me. Yeah. If you're living if you're living in a position of of uh, burden and pain and and um, just just turmoil, I think turmoil is the best way to put it. You it's a you need to be set free from that by understanding what God has freely given to given to you. Let's go to Romans eight. How much more time do I got left? I don't know. I lost track of time. Am I good? Okay. I'm almost done, I'm almost there. Romans eight. Verse 1, in light of all that, we have spiritual life, so now we live in a spiritual position. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ, who are, or as some versions say, or who are in Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Yeah. Let's skip down to verse 5 it said those who are dominated by sinful nature think about sinful things see how it's how it's in your thoughts like what determines if you're here or if you're over here in a, in a, in your renewed in your spiritual life is is the way you're thinking yeah. i'm I'll just, an aside here, I was really blessed by um, Joyce Meyer and her ministry. She is such a good teacher on, on this concept. and She has a book called Battlefield of the Mind and just being renewing your mind. It's so good. But we we need to renew our minds to who we are now in Christ. Verse 7, For those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, Think about things that please the spirit. Notice, there's two things here. There's only two, and we are we are the middle ground. We can either be controlled by sinful nature, or we can be controlled by the spirit. There's no like, there's no middle. Um, the we we have to decide. We we can't have one foot in one in, in one and one in the other, right? Letting the Holy Spirit lead you. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. I love the, uh, some translations that uses the word yield. Yielding to the Spirit. That just paints a picture in my mind of like, oh, okay Lord, you first and I'm just gonna go, I'm just going to go after you. Like, you know, when you come and you merge onto the highway and you're making sure, oh, here comes a big truck, of you then yield and let him go first, right? Yeah. So when you're coming, don't yield, don't come to a point where you're yielding to your old nature. Don't do that. We don't have to do that. We have power through the Spirit because of what Jesus did for us that we can yield to the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's but you, you have the control, you get to choose. You get to choose what you're craving. You get to choose. Um, But let the spirit control your minds that leads to life and peace. For your sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws. It never will. That's why those who are still under control of their sinful nature can never please God. How do we get out of our sinful nature? It's by faith. And it's why it says... You can only please God by faith. Because that's the only place you can get into the position of life with Him. Right? Romans Romans twelve, two. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you. God does the transforming, you do the letting, He does the transforming. Right? We don't transform ourselves. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. And you also learn to know what God has freely given you. Yeah. Romans 6, verse 13. So don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. We have the power to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I have, I'm a new life. I have new life. I'm living from here. I don't have to serve that old that old man that is dead and gone. And uh, Romans 6.11, to skip, skip up a verse, it says, So you also should consider yourselves dead and dead to the power of sin, and alive to God through Christ Jesus. You should consider. Considering has all to do with your thinking, right? When you consider, hmm, let me consider that. What are you saying? You're saying, let me think about that. You know? I love uh, some versions they say, um, it says reconcile, use the words reconcile. Do you have that verse? Yeah. Likewise, You also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That word reckon comes from the word that we use to get reconcile, like the accounting term, reconcile. So when you're accounting for every dime that you spent and you're reconciling your books, you're accounting, making sure everything is lining up, right? Is is everything matching to, to the truth here? And in the same way we need to consider our lives and reckon ourselves being dead to sin. In this area of my life, am I am I dead to sin there? Or do I got some is there something that needs to change? Okay, it needs to change. Do I do it in my own effort? No, no. no. I'm going to do it from over here. Yeah. I don't want I don't want I can't change. Flesh gives life to flesh. Spirit gives life to spirit. So the life of the spirit is only in faith over here our efforts and our abilities and our we, can, we can't do anything so let's just let's just get back over here so if you recognize that there's areas don't do it from your own effort but get back get the word in you get allow the, the, the life of God to change you mm-hmm. let the Holy Spirit when you're letting you know what just the word let already implies that he's eager to do it he wants to do it yeah. You know, when someone's banging on the door, "Let me in, let me in," right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to go and okay, I'm gonna let you in. You have that power to do the letting. Yeah. You do the letting, he comes in. Yeah. You know, don't do any letting over here. Yeah. This is where we're guarding our hearts, right. right? This is the this is where we guard. Over here is we let the spirit in, yeah. right? And he does and he does the work. Right. Yeah, good, okay. I'm almost done. You guys okay? I know I'm not as um, exciting as Pastor Joel. He's great. I know, no, I know, I don't. He, he's there's enough of him to go around. I mean that in a good way. There's enough of him to go around. He's offended. All right, go be offended. (laughs) Oh, bless your heart, he's offended. (laughs) Um, I'm in John 7, verse uh, 37. And Jesus was at a festival and said, On the last day, at the climax of the festival... Jesus stood up and shouted to the crowds. Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. I love love how he says, if anyone's thirsty, come to me. And then he says, rivers of living water. I just thought I had the picture of drinking from a fire hose, right? Like, there's more... There, if you're thirsty, usually we think of a glass of water or a jug of water or something. But Jesus said, if you're thirsty, come to me. There's rivers of living water that flow. In verse 39, it says, when he said this about living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. Remember the other verse that Jesus said it had come time for Him to enter His glory, and then He gave reference to Him going to the ground like a, the, unless a seed goes to the ground it remains alone. Yeah. Without Jesus going to the cross, we would uh, we would we would be totally we would be dead, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. There, there would be there is literally no life outside of Christ. Right. Yes. There's 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 copycats of life but it reminds me the other day I was watching a movie and it was really weird like new agey and uh and it had all of these things that sounded good but it was about like the universe you know everything was from the universe and I was just like wow this is like a form of godliness but denying the power and the power is the gospel right you can have a form of godliness and it's a copycat of people can recognize, oh, this is good. The peace and joy and love and accepting yourself and all this is good. It's good. But it's a form of godliness, but it's denying the power. And the power is the gospel. So Jesus paints this picture of who he is, that flowing from his heart is rivers of living water. And that just reminded me of of a Ezekiel verse. Or chapter 47 this isn't on the on the screen so if you want to turn there you can Ezekiel has a vision Ezekiel 47 he said in my vision a man brought me back to the entrance of the temple there I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side the man brought me outside the wall Through the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance this is this is in the temple which represents the presence of god right there i could see the waters flowing out through the south side of the east gateway measuring as he went so the waters were flowing from the temple measuring as he went he took me along the stream first it starts as a stream 1750 feet which is a thousand cubits I'll just say that it's easier and then he led me across the water was up to my ankles he measured off another thousand cubits and led me across again this time the water was up to my knees after another thousand cubits it was up to my waist and then he measured another thousand cubits and the river was too deep to walk across it was deep enough to swim but too deep to walk through so it was, it was over his head. He asked me, have you been watching, son of man? Then he led me back across the river bank. When, when I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, this river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of the stream will be made. Um, Will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure There will be swarms of living things there wherever the water of the river flows Fish will abound in the Dead Sea for the water will become fresh Life will flourish wherever the water flows Fishermen will stand along the shores of the Dead Sea all the way from Engedi to Engedi. I don't know what the next one is. I'm just saying. And the shores will be covered with nets drying in the sun. Fish of every kind will, will fill the Dead Sea just as they filled the Mediterranean. You see the, the the paradox of calling the Dead Sea full of life? That's a picture of us. And And one day in eternity, we will see the full measure of what this really means. But right now, we still have the spirit that is rivers of living water and And it causes dead to be alive and it causes everything around it to be full of life um, Verse 12 it said fruit trees of all kinds will grow along both sides of the river The leaves of the trees will never turn brown and fall and they will always be fruit on their branches There will be a new crop every month for they are watered by the river flowing From the temple the fruit will be food or the fruit will be for food and the leaves for healing isn't that awesome and that is our the picture he he turned around and was surprised to see all the life that was flowing so here he is in in the river he goes a little bit further he's on his ankles goes a bit further he's to his knees you know keep moving forward right we're keeping moving forward he goes a little bit further Oh, and he's up his waist, and then he's up over his head, so he can't even walk. He can swim, but he can't walk. And it's it's the picture of life. So then he gets then he turns around and he's surprised to see all the life that's there. And that's another picture of us. We 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 stay here and remain in God, and over the years you look back and be like, wow, look at all the life that is that is in me. And I didn't do anything. God is so faithful. He is so good. All I did was remain here. And I look back and I'm full of life. How did that happen? Well, you received the seed. And the seed produced what it was designed to produce. Right? And we are spiritual. Right? So we don't think of ourselves as trapped in a body. You know? Or we are kind of trapped in a body. We're not the the body person. Who you see in the mirror is not who you are. You're gonna get a new one, you know? When, when someone says, hey, Aaron, you look good, I, I think, man, this old thing? You should see me in my new body, right? It's coming, it's coming. So, it's pretty clear. Thanks, I mean, I do work out, I was at the gym. Yeah, I did bench press 115 pounds 12 times, so. Okay. All right, isn't that good? So, in light of that, I want to read Proverbs 4 again, and now we'll just close with this. Can we all stand up together? And um, let's just let's just read aloud t- together what I opened up with in Proverbs 4. And this is from the Passion Version. It's, it's I love the way it was worded, so I just thought I'd read it said so listen carefully my dear children to everything that i teach you pay attention to all that i have to say fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit then as you unwrap my words they will impart true life and radiate health into your very core of your being so above all guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that are... are you, yeah. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words, no matter what. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose. Looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Watch where you are going. Stick to the path of truth, and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked, even for a moment, or take the detour that leads to darkness. Isn't that good? That is, our, that's all we have to do. Listen, receive it, hold on to it. Hold on to it.